This is The Adoption Wait, a podcast brought to you by Adopting.com. I am your host, Lacey Richter, author, business owner, and a mom of two through domestic infant adoption who has endured the adoption wait five times over. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today. I have a great conversation planned with my guest, Tim Elder. Welcome, Tim, and thank you so much for hanging out with me for a bit to talk about the adoption wait. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I am excited to talk about uh, one of the hard parts of adoption. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So Tim and I met about a year ago when I was a guest on his podcast, and we've had several conversations since then. As an adoptive parent, when I get an opportunity to connect and share experiences with another parent in the adoption community, it just really fills me up. And that's what I'm hoping to do for other waiting families today. So the topic that we're going to chat about with Tim is finding support and community while waiting to adopt. So Tim is an adoptive dad times three, right, Tim? Right. Yeah, so you know the wait and the process very well. And Tim is also the creator of the Infant Adoption Guide, which is a website and a podcast that serves as just a really incredible resource for waiting adoptive families. And most recently, Tim created a private online community that we're going to talk about a little later today in the podcast. All that to say, Tim... The, the first question we always want to know, tell me a little bit about your family, how your family was built and how you became a dad. Yes. Thank you, Lacey, so much for having me on. And uh, I'm so happy to, to share my story and uh, what's going on in the adoption world through, through my eyes. Uh, well, my wife and I went through, as many people do, infertility and a miscarriage and uh, uh, several years of that, actually. And, uh, you know, the miscarriage, we only had one, but I'll never forget it because as a guy and a husband, I just felt so helpless and mad even. Like, why did this have to happen to us? Why couldn't we just have a baby like everybody else? And everybody seemed to be having a baby around us and yeah. just makes it so hard. And maybe some of you listening can relate to that, you know, what we felt at that time. You know, I was every day, week, month ticks by those feelings just become stronger, right? It's, it's not going to come easy. And we just desperately want to be a mom and dad. That's how we were. So we prayed for it. We begged God for it. Uh, and soon he made it clear uh, we were to pursue adoption and we did. And I guess I'm a little bit weird as a guy uh, kind of driving the adoption bus in our family. I just kind of took the lead. Uh, not that my wife wasn't involved. She was definitely super involved. Uh, I just kind of took the lead, researched, made phone calls, set up meetings, sent in the applications to agencies and we worked together as a team, but I was just kind of, I don't know why I just took it on myself to just pour myself into it. So, cause I could hardly think about anything else. Uh, I didn't want to wait another second uh, to become a dad. So anyway, our first adoption took about nine months, which is ironic. I know, but uh, it was uh, kind of a quick and looking back, it was hard to wait nine months, but then we were only matched for four days before our daughter was born. So really fast for a first time adopting I remember having a few phone calls uh, with our daughter's birth mom and and she, I remember one thing she really asked us point blank, which kind of took me by surprise, took us both by surprise. And she, she just said, Hey, you, you want to be the parents of my, my baby, right? We're like, Ooh, well, yes, of course. <laughs> yes, sure, yes. 
So she's now 18 or 15. Sorry, I'm putting myself, putting her older than she is. She's now 15. We have an open adoption with her birth mom. And our second uh, adoption started about two years after she was placed with us. And uh, my, it was hard then because my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer right after we started. So mm-hmm. she had surgery and treatment and recovery. And thank you, our agency graciously allowed us to put that adoption on hold until we were ready to jump back in. It took us, I don't know, a year or so to get to the point where we really felt like, okay, we're ready to jump back in after she was recovered. So then it took another 20 months after that to match. So long waiting time, longer than the first. And then we had a longer match. It was about four months when we were matched till our son was born. Uh, But our son's birth parents uh, had even more of an open adoption relationship. We met with them several times before our son was born. And since then we've had tons of phone calls and visits and FaceTimes and we went on vacation together and soon or very soon next week in fact our son's going to be the ring bearer in their wedding so how's that wow for adoption you know so <laughs> i love <laughs> that story we'd be there. yeah we never thought we'd be there but uh when we first, very first started but here we are and that's just how relationships go in open adoption so yeah uh, our third began when our son was about two and took over just over two years to adopt our youngest daughter but then we got another short match as well it was about 11 days before she was born when we were matched uh so we had an open we still have an open adoption with our daughter's birth family there all three of them we traveled out of state all three of them were newborns all three of them were placed with us within about 72 hours um and we had to stay out of course um in those states for until the paperwork's all cleared up uh but we did that. It was it was interesting, but we did it all. So I wanted to share really the three the things that stood out in our three adoptions. If I got a minute, yes, please. Well, one is just getting that phone call each time from our agency. You know, when you're waiting and you're just waiting and waiting for that phone call to come in from your agency or your professional, like there's an expectant mom that was interested in us. All three of those times, when that phone call came, it was just like, oh. The excitement, you know, it's you. Yes, right? I know it very yeah. well. <laughs> it hits you. And you're like, oh, this could be it. You know, we got a phone call. And uh, after that, the very, the phone call with the expectant mom or, or dad, and, and we had uh, one of them, went, we had a phone call with both the expectant mom and the expectant dad, which is always awkward, always weird. Yeah. Uh, always that feeling coming across like, what do I say? What do I do? I don't, you just try to be normal, try to be. Yeah, try to be normal. To be, I don't want to mess to be, this up. Yeah, yeah I don't want to mess this up. So those were always, uh, all three of those were awkward situations, but came out well. And then the meeting of each one of them, always anxious moments too. When you first meet them in the two of the three, we met like at the hospital. You know, it was the first time we, we yeah. met them in person, which is really awkward. Uh, the middle one, our son, uh, we met them way before and it was nice having a little lead up time then the fourth thing was just holding our kids for the first time and that's what we all want to dream about right that's the moment the, yeah the moment when you're holding that baby in your arms you're like, finally holding this baby this newborn i'm becoming a dad or i'm becoming a mom it's overwhelming feeling yeah and is. at the same time the fifth thing i wanted to, to, to say was just that the undescribable feeling of joy yet feelings of utter, utter sadness yes you feel at the same time as just 
hard to explain how you could have those feelings at the same time, but you do because you're feeling for the, your child's birth moms or birth families as they're kissing their babies goodbye. And, and for our, in our circumstances, they were hugging us goodbye and not that we we're never going to see him again, but you never know, you know, you're just yeah. saying goodbye and the love that we felt there is just overwhelming. So those are just some highlights, I guess, of our adoptions that both memories that stuck out in my mind. Yeah. That's such a great story. And I mean, you guys, you know, you had your wait three times, three totally different experiences during your wait, your match, how long, all the details, um, relationships with birth parents, I know probably all different in all three situations. And, um, I love your story. I love hearing adoption stories. I don't know about you. I mean, I could just sit all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they're all so different. So, you know, the weight is what is the hard part, like you said. And so, you know, I, I, and I, I'm also, I know a lot of adoptive waiting, adoptive mothers out there are thinking, oh yeah, I wish my husband was driving that bus because (laughs) (laughs) it's a big bus to drive. And sometimes you need someone on the, in the passenger seat. Um, so you decide to adopt you know, there's so much paperwork involved that I know these waiting families know about. And, Mm -hmm. and for me, it was like, I had this checklist and I checked, check, check. And all those checks got taken care of because that was my job. That's what I had to do. That's what I was going to do. But then what, right? You're it's the weight. Mm -hmm. You're just thrown into that weight and you have no idea how long, when you're going to get information, when that call is going to come and the days sort of seem to drag by and you can get really stuck there and, and sort of paralyzed. And I talk a lot about this in my book. And so I want to talk to you and have you share, like, were there any specific things that you did while you were waiting or things you wish you would have done just to bring in a little more joy in your days and to find some more encouragement and to stop sort of just sitting there and waiting by the phone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Waiting's hard. I, there's no sugar coating it. It, it, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no sugar coating it. And uh, I guess I get asked about waiting too. And, uh, and way back uh, several years ago, I just even put a list together because I just kept going back to this, like, what do we, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Yeah. What could we do? And so I made a list called, it was, I called it 25 tips of surviving the adoption weight. And we've done various of those. I didn't do all 25, but we did various of those. Some of these I just picked up from other people. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Uh, so some of those were, what we did was getting our, well, at least for our first one was getting the baby's room ready. Right. We, yeah. And we got into it. We we're painting murals on the walls. Yeah. You know, we we're buying <laughs> furniture. Yeah. You know, we did. But we didn't do it all like immediately. It was it, it was weird because we got a phone call from our adoption agency, I don't know, maybe six months in, had nothing ready. And we were like, oh, and they, they said, this could be a drop in the lap situation, which means the baby was already born. Yeah. And you could be going to the hospital like, well, we have nothing. Well, yeah. <laughs> turned out that one didn't, didn't work out, which yeah. is, it was fine. I mean, that was okay. It was kind of weird and heart wrenching for us at the moment, but it made us go, Ooh, we better get prepared. So that's when we really started getting the, the baby's room together. And I know everybody's different. Some people don't like walking by a full loaded yep. baby's room and have that reminder of, Oh, there's no baby in there. 
So I totally get that. For us, that was something we wanted to do. Um, one of the things that we did, I mean, faith was a big part of our world. So we obviously prayed a lot. We talked to our, our pastors a lot. And anyway, one of the memories I had was when I was getting a little frustrated with God, I don't know, we were, I don't know how far we were into it on our first adoption wait, but we were waiting, 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 felt like forever. And this was after all of our infertility treatments. Mm-hmm. So the wait felt like way longer than nine months. It was years. Yeah. So I'm talking to our pastor one day and I just telling him all this struggles. And he's like, you know, what, what do you really want from God? Well, I want to be a dad. Yeah. Okay. What does it take for that to happen? He says, well, I said, well, right now, I mean, we did everything we need to do. It's waiting to get a call about expectant mom who's interested in matching with us. And he said, well, that's exactly what you need to ask for God for. Be very specific with him and be persistent. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Specific. Okay. I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, it, it actually sat with me. So that conversation just changed the way I prayed for adoption. And then not ironically, but very, very, <laughs> very specifically shortly after that, we got that call. Yeah. I'd hoped for, and I prayed for and became a dad for the first time. So that was a pretty cool moment uh, during our wait. And, but one thing I wish we would have done more, I think it was just take a little more vacations and it doesn't have to be big, but just a little getaway or something to relax and just kind of forget, not forget, but you can't forget, No, but distract yourself. Uh, I think we, I wish I would have done that a little more. I had one guy tell me once in our Facebook group uh, that him and his wife took a, what they referred to as a baby moon, yeah, which was a seven day Caribbean cruise. I'm like, Ooh, that's, that'd be nice. Yeah. And they actually planned it before their adoption process started, but they didn't go until right after their home study was complete. And so it was kind of an incentive, like, okay, we're going to get all this done and then we're going to go. Yeah. That was going to be our last vacation together before we became parents. And it, it worked out that way and they were so happy they did. So uh, something like that, I mean, maybe not that big, but something like that, I wish we would have done. And another, the last thing I think we, we did big for all three of ours of just getting adoption support through our communities. And most of that was online because we didn't know anybody else that was adopting. So yeah, those were a lot of things that we did during the week. So I have so much to say about that. And, and <laughs> <laughs> of course, um, the first thing is, um, the, the vacation. So I, that was kind I strongly encourage waiting adoptive families to go on vacation. Mm -hmm. Now the seven day cruise kind of scares me a little bit because I, I wanted to be able to be in full communication, right. Anytime I got that phone call. Yeah. Yeah. So that was very bold and brave of them. And I love that. Um, but one of the best memories from my wait is actually a beach vacation that my husband and I went on we had it planned and we got a call that our profile was going to be shown that weekend to an expectant Mm -hmm. parent. And so we kind of were like, Oh, should we stay by the phone? Should we, you know, of course your phone can go everywhere with you, but we were like, we just felt the need to stay home, but we didn't, we went on this vacation. It was this very chill little beach, not a lot of people because that's how we like to vacation. And I have so many great memories of just walking around, uh, watching the sunset and talking about, you know, what we hoped our family life would look like in the future. And, you know, that situation actually didn't work out for us, but I still have really great memories from that part of our weight. Yeah, absolutely. I hundred percent agree that wish we would have done that more of that. Yeah. So go on vacation guys. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I know a lot of waiting adoptive families, they'll be like, well, what about 
you know, taking time off of work. And don't you want to save that time for the baby? And, you know, you don't have to go on a seven day cruise, but like a two or three day mini vacation is definitely worth getting out of your home and just, you know, hanging out and, um, just taking time to make memories. Yeah. And I've had people say, well, that's great, but we're already just every dollar's pouring into this because it's going to cost us so much money. And I, totally get that too. Yep. I would recommend uh, if you're just starting out or if you're into it already and you don't have an adoption budget, you know, try to plug that into your adoption budget oh. and put that as a part of it. I know? like that thought, putting mm-hmm. in a mini vacation as part of your adoption mm-hmm. budget. I love that. So I also heard you say something about community and you and I have had several conversations about this and my biggest challenge when I was waiting was that lonely feeling. I had We, my husband, I had lots of family and friends supporting us, but what I was really craving in that wait was to connect with other waiting adoptive parents and just to talk candidly about what that felt like. So I just wanted to feel less alone. So, you know, tell me what your experience was like with finding community while you waited. Yep. Yep. We were same way. We were feeling alone, overwhelmed, lost, confused. We didn't have anybody we knew that adopted. Um, our family was supportive, uh, but they didn't get what we got. They couldn't talk the same language we did. Right. Um, so we got some help from our agency. You know, they were on our side and of course talking to us, but we couldn't, we're not talking to them every day. Yeah. So, and they emphasized the need for support, which was great. And we ended up finding a small Facebook group and uh, it was our connection. That was kind of our lifeline, our community, our people, the ones who get where we were, what we wanted to do because they're in the same boat. We all wanted to adopt a baby. We're all there to support each other, encourage each other. And the group was called Buddies Through Adoption. And that's exactly what we were. We were buddies. It was refreshing, though, to, to be able to, to find people like that, that just knew what we knew. And it maybe didn't know some things we knew, but we could encourage each other and support each other. And we found that group, man, it changed our outlook on the yeah. journey. It just increased our confidence, really increased our hope that, you know, we all have this desire, this hope that. Uh, it's going to happen for us and we want the confidence that we can do it. I want to know how it's it's going to work out. Okay. And you don't know, but that's a, the why the community to us and I strongly encourage it for everybody is just because it's those people get you and it's fun to share small wins too, as you go, you know, you're signing up for your agency, you completed yeah. all each part of your home study, you got your profile done. Uh, you got a call from the agency about an expectant mom that it's interested in you or, or you have your baby placed with you. I mean, huge some of those are huge wins some are small wins but you can help people there to share with you outside of your friends and family that just cheer you on because they're your community that they're going to help you feel less overwhelmed less stress and and for us that's exactly what happened uh, through our we only had maybe i don't know how many people were in the group but we probably only had about 10 that were actually back and forth with us yeah and that's what really helped us that it was kind of small in that way that we weren't diving into 4,000 people and, and and kind of getting support, but not real personal support. Yeah. We really loved about that. So, you know, my husband and I, we got really lucky. We met this one couple at um, our agencies educate. There's like a weekend education um, that they did. And we met this couple and they ended up living like three miles from us. And we were able to walk through the process with them and we got very lucky, but you know, all these online communities can be so big and just not very helpful. 
And I want to talk about this new private online community that you have created, because to me, it sounds like it would have been the perfect solution to my loneliness and almost just like this small community that you guys joined. So tell me about this community. Yeah, absolutely. Our community is, well, it's called the Infinite Adoption Guide community. We're, I'm not a marketing genius, I guess. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's me. No catchy, no catchy name. But uh, anyway, that our community is, is small and just starting, but that's what we want. And uh, I run Facebook groups. I still have a Facebook group uh, that I run and it, they're good. They help us in ways, but there's some things that you, it's hard to try. You just can't avoid. You'll have some people that will be rude or unsupportive or, or direct messaging people when they don't want them to, or just distraction, unorganized information, can't find the answers you want. Like, I think somebody asked this last week, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Yeah. And some people just are very short with you and it's hard to talk about the adoption topic that you want to talk about because somebody else might not want to talk about that. And then you're right. scrolling through trying to find things. So a lot of noise and stuff that goes on inside of Facebook groups that are, are good, but not great. And so that's why we created this community. I wanted something different, something smaller, something more personal, focused, supportive, positive, safe, Yes, safe. <laughs> those things that we all really want, um, but it's hard to get on a Facebook group. So that's why we've created this. It's outside of Facebook, but it's on a platform that is very, it's private, it's secure. It's, um, it's a lot looks kind of like Facebook, uh, in, and how you interact with it. It's got an app and everything, but, but we want to have people in there to get very focused. So if you want to talk about your profile, here's a section to talk about profile. If you're in talking about your home study, here's the section to talk about home study. And then outside of that, even we're matching people up with their own buddy group. And hey, that's where I got it. Our original buddy group. group. There you go. Uh, we want people to have that connection, private space. So there's a place to chat online inside the app or online that's inside of your buddy group. But then outside of that, we're giving you a guide to encourage you to get on a Zoom call or get on a phone call and regularly actually interact outside of hiding behind your keyboard yes i think people do that a lot hide behind a keyboard and it's easy to be a troll or to be unsupportive or you know not nice yes hide behind your keyboard so uh, i like the idea i mean short of us getting together in person which would be the ultimate yes sort of us getting together in person let's do a zoom call it's so easy and i know some people are introverts and like uh about sharing my face on on <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, uh, it is not as hard as you think it's. And once you make that connection with the same people over and over again, it's easier and you really can develop long lasting relationships and friendships. And because you don't, I tell people all the time, adoption does not end when the baby's placed with you. Yes. It continues. I mean, we're, we're, we're living examples of that. Our three kids are getting older, are growing up, and, and they're five, eight, and or five, nine, and fifteen. And we're encouraging, we're encouraging them, and we're encountering things, questions, and stuff like that come up. And so yeah. we need that support too as the kids get older. So that's what the community is about. I'm really excited about it. I think it's just something way different than anything that's been online before. So pretty excited about it. InfiniteOptionGuide.com/slash/community. Look it up. That sounds like that would have been perfect for me. It's like, you don't want a big, huge 
Facebook group. It's not intimate. It's not, it doesn't feel safe to ask questions and to discuss things that you just, you only want to talk to a couple people about people that you maybe see on a regular basis and, and, uh, develop a relationship with. And, um, that just sounds so great. And I'm so thankful for you for creating that resource. And, um, I recommend it to any waiting adoptive parents who are listening. Yes. Thank you. Um, speaking of online voices, I know there are so many online voices in the, uh, community, the adoption community, and it can get pretty overwhelming. You know, we've got birth mom voices that are so great adoptees to learn from adoptive parents. And do you have any specific voices, any books or podcasts that you specifically recommend to bring encouragement for waiting adoptive families? Yeah, I got a ton, but I'll try, <laughs> I'll try to keep it limited here. Of course, you uh, and this this podcast is going to be great. I think it's going to it's a great resource for folks. Uh, I love podcasts, by the way. Of course, yes. my, and and mine. Uh, we're coming up with our hundredth episode here soon, uh, so there's a lot of resources there. But outside of that, I do love uh, this organization called Brave Love, BraveLove.org. So mm-hmm. they're a national nonprofit that they really exist to just provide a positive outlook on adoption. They have a lot of stories on there, and a lot of stories from birth mom's perspectives. So and, yeah, videos and really cool, great information. Love their website. Love what they're doing. Um, I love Lori Holden, her podcast. Yes. Is also good. Um, all the great stuff at adopting.com. Uh, I recommend some books. Um, yours, of course, refuel your weight. That's yeah, when you were on my podcast, uh, I think episode 89. Thank you. Uh, that was great. Uh, I still love the quote. Uh, I, I, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think your quote was, we can choose to wait in fear or we can choose to wait with hope. <clears throat> that still sticks in my mind. Uh, oh, yes. Great Thank quote. you. Uh, recently, though, I've had some other people, um, authors on the show, birth moms, adoptive moms, um, Brittany Salmon was one on here. Um, yes. I just listened to that podcast you guys did and I bought her book. It's sitting right oh, here. Right I can't book. wait to dive in. Yes. Great book. It's called, it takes more than love. She did a great job. Um, hope Baker was birth mom. Yes. She wrote a book, finding hope, a birth mother's journey into the light. Great, great book. She was also on the podcast. Leanne Hale, uh, Dr. Mom. She wrote sewing in tears, a birth mother's sorrow and infertility and joy and adoption. Great book. And then a financial, more financial book is Julie Gum's book. She's been around a long time. She's been on Dave Ramsey show. She's been everywhere. But her book is called You Can Adopt Without Debt. It's creative ways to cover the cost of adoption. So a lot of people struggle with that. And that's a great book to get ideas on how to handle it. And the last one, I got to put a plug in for April Fallon. She got back into the Adoption Now podcast, Storyteller. You talk about adoption stories. Ooh, great <laughs> adoption stories on that podcast. Awesome. Wow. That's a big list. And some that I, (laughs) you're such a resource, Tim. I should have known. I'm going to put links to all of these books and these people and these voices that we can learn from and that can help encourage us while we wait. Um, So I know we've already talked a little bit about you. Well, you talked about this a little in your story earlier and um, my faith journey was a huge part of my weight. And it just, my faith really started to move while we were trying to conceive and then we were waiting to adopt. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about that for you. 
what role did your faith play in you you've, in the waiting part of your journey? Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, I mean that prayer example I gave you earlier was just a part of it, but um, obviously praying throughout the whole journey. Our, our adoption team really helped us. Um, just really, I guess, focused us through the adoption, but then the faith kind of held everything together. And that's the funny thing about option. You know, you can plan, you can do your research, you can have everything done. You can do your checklist. Like you said, you're going to organize your in order and then you wait, it's still out of your control. You yeah. have to wait until the time is right. And that's what where faith comes in for us uh, and waiting for the right situation. And it's, it's definitely not easy. Uh, one of my favorite quotes about faith uh, comes from uh, the late mother and Jekyll. She was a uh, TV, uh, EW10 TV channel. And so she had her own show at the time and she had some great quotes, but one of them was faith is one foot on the ground, one foot in the ear and a queasy feeling in your stomach. And that's exactly <laughs> how we feel all three of our adoptions. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. You feel anxious. You feel weird. You feel all these things, but faith kind of keeps you, grounded keeps you like okay I, I know i can do my part but i know it's ultimately not up to me to make this connection finally happen the right birth family the right baby come that it's going to come into our family that's right so um remind us where we can go to get connected with you and that private online community yep infinite everything's there uh, forward slash membership will get you into the membership or there's a, a button on the top of the screen too and there's a facebook button if you do want to get into the facebook group and see what that's about we, we've got four thousand people there but it's still pretty lively there's a lot of good questions going on and you just want to jump in and see what it's about and see uh, how to get you know some initial support uh, there on a broader level that's a great place to go but if you want something more specific something more personal something that uh, I don't think it's been done anywhere else. Uh, getting in our buddy groups and stuff, infiniteadoptionguide.com forward slash membership. Thank you. And I will also put that in the notes of the podcast. So Tim, I feel like we could talk all day about <laughs> adoption. Yes. Um, but I want to wrap up and just ask you one last question. And you've given us so many resources and so many things to talk about. Well, what is that one thing? This is so hard. What is that one thing you want other waiting adoptive families to know that can encourage them and bring them hope while they're waiting? Yep. And ours was don't give up. Uh, and I tell people this all the time and I, I have heard people give up and it is wow. easy to want to quit. I mean, you know, when you're, you're struggling, you're waiting, you're, you've done all the things and oh yeah, great. It's great. But it's been three years. How can I still wait? Why is yeah. this worth it? And then the money thing comes in too. And it's a struggle. Totally understand that. But I can tell you this. If you quit, you're never going to adopt. That's right. If you don't quit, you will adopt. It's going to happen for you. Uh, that's the just the biggest encouragement, biggest piece of advice that I think I can get is you have to, and the community comes in there, right? Yeah. Find people to help you when you want to quit. Home, I want to quit. And people will be there to support you and help you get through that because your back's against the wall. You know, you have to do something. Are you going to quit? Or are you going to fight? And for us, it's, we always chose to fight and, and it was worth it. it. Times, and it's worth it. Yeah, That's right. Thank you so much for taking time to share your experiences and your stories and My all pleasure. of your 
resources with us. I know that your experience is going to help other waiting families to be encouraged and to find hope. And I know your online community is going to provide a lot of support for people. So thank you so much for taking time to share your stories today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on and uh, great luck with your podcast. I know it's going to do well. Thank you, Tim.